Hey, hey, beautiful homemakers. Love the show? Why not join us over on Patreon? It is a Patreon summer here on Homemaker Chic Podcast because now, for a dollar a month, you can become a patron of the show, be a part of the conversation. I'll be sharing videos on how I'm using my tubes, makeup, and skincare this summer. And of course, you can upgrade, get those free digital copies of our cookbooks, watch full video episodes of the show. Show your love for the show today for just a dollar a month. Visit patreon.com forward slash homemaker chic podcast, or just click the red circle over on our Instagram page and it will take you right there. Season 17, Homemaker Chic Podcast. Here we go. No way. <laughs> 17. <laughs> oh my gosh. What is it going to be like? Season 82. I know. Homemaker Chic Podcast. Lord willing. <laughs> I heard a statistic the other day that most podcasts only ever record, you know, between one to five episodes. And then they're like, hmm. Let's work. I don't think I want to do that. <laughs> it's super true. I actually know a handful of people that, like, when we started ours, they're like, "Oh, that looks like a great idea." Mm-hmm. It is. It's 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 a lot of work, you know. And there's even just the logistics, you know, of the the technical aspect of it. I think people are like, "Oh, I mean, I have to like connect this and mm-hmm. feed this." And mm-hmm. anyways, anyway, we are still here. 16 seasons behind us, 16 seasons of rescuing the art of homemaking from the daily grind, red lips, no jumpers, and now we're tan. Now we're yeah. doing it with a tan. <laughs> <laughs> hallelujah, hallelujah. <laughs> we're so glad that you're here with us, ladies and gentlemen. This is a new era of homemaking. Yes, it is. Before the new trendy era of homemaking. <laughs> We were the new homemaking trend before the new homemaking trend. We were homemakers Maybe before we homemaking started cool it. was cool. I think we did. Come on, <laughs> let's be real. Um, we've missed you all. Between seasons, we take a two or three week break, which is much needed for clearing mind. And I was thinking just for stuff to be able to happen when you sit down and have an hour and a half conversation every week. You got to have fodder. You got to have fodder to, to chit chat about. Yeah. And so it was really fun. I was in my garden the other day and I actually thought, oh, I actually kind of want to, I want to talk about that. Oh yeah, I want to explore that. And yay, here we are, season 17. Boom. (laughs) Uh, So the last season, if you missed it, you you need to be over on Patreon. We're going to say it all summer. It's a Patreon summer because I had to like stop the episode because my cow was having a baby. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It was a mic. It was a literal mic drop. So... It was. That was amazing. Yep. We're both back in milk now, which is right? a conversation in and of itself. Seriously. I know this podcast is about homemaking, but I know we also have a lot of home, steady, garden, farm-esque right. people who hang farm-esque. out here. Farm-esque. <laughs> farm curious. <laughs> I see you. I see you. Oh my gosh, that is, yeah, farm curious, that's great. Mm -hmm. You got a goldfish and you're ready to go bigger. You're ready to go bigger. Have you ever thought about um, milking your goldfish? (laughs) You may be in the market for a dairy cow. Um, Before we get into catching up and all that is in store this season, we want to say thank you to season 17 sponsor, Drum roll, please. Tubes and Co. Still with us. After all these years, Emily and Tubes, we love you so much. Um, Such amazing products for your skin. 
I did something fun the other day. I went and bought myself a new makeup bag. You know when you look at your makeup bag and you're like, I'm sorry. Ew. <laughs> what is your problem? <laughs> They're not made to last. You know, the little zipper plastic yeah. pouches. And my plastic pouches had busted open. And so all the makeup would fall out, even though the zipper was closed. And I just thought, okay, go spend $11 on a new makeup bag, which I did. My favorite part about switching over makeup bags is being able to take your makeup out and clean it with a little baby wipe, a little wet paper towel, and then put it into the new makeup bag. And I got to tell you, when I was doing this, I felt really a lot of pride in how well stocked my little makeup bag is with Tubes & Co. From I keep my deodorant in there to the face primer with the rice starch that I love so much to the cleansing oil, uh, to the foundation and the powder and the bronzer and the highlighter. It's just full of good stuff. So we want you to visit tubesandco.com because you can shop there for your natural and organic skincare and makeup needs. And Angela is going to talk about a specific product. Okay. Because she knows a lot more than I do. Stop. Okay. So every week um, over on Patreon, I'm going to show you how I'm using uh, the products. This is what we're going to talk about today is the, the mm-hmm. oh my gosh, Angela, what is the name of this product? Uh, this is the rolled, Rose Gold Natural Rose Gold. Illuminator. And I will tell you, I sort of just fudge it. I don't have a separate brush for this or anything like that. After I put on a little blush, I just dig my blush brush around in there and just hit the top of my cheekbone. Sometimes my chin, I know you're supposed to do your nose and your chin, but I tend to be a little bit more oily but it's the cheekbone glam. See, you can look at my windows oh, like yeah. reflecting off of it. Yeah, it is. Um, that I really, really, yeah, don't worry. <laughs> That's reflection. Um, mm-hmm. That I really like in the summer. Just a little a little shimmer. Very beautiful. So I use rose gold. I think they have a couple different colors. And, of course, today I am wearing red wine lipstick. Because Not red that. wine lipstick. Um, so this summer, it's a little different. So hearken your ears. The coupon code is Summer Beauty. So we've got a different coupon code this summer. Summer Beauty is your coupon code at toopsandco.com. Easy peasy. Just visit Homemaker Chic Podcast over on Instagram. Hit that little red circle that says beauty, and we're going to take you right to the website. And just use that coupon code Summer Beauty in the checkout for 10% off your purchase. And stay tuned go. every week because we're going to give you a new product and a new makeup tip, and then you can see the makeup tip in action over on Patreon. There you go. Okay. You do look nice and tan and glamorous today. I'm I'm tan. I tell you, it, it is a it is a bugger to protect the face and the the mm-hmm. ladies when you're tanning. I've just got like the big sombrero on and I'm like just trying to like keep this mm-hmm. part. Mm-hmm. And so then you do have a little like difference because I do get really, really tan in the summer. This is just the beginning. Mm-hmm. I love to be tan. But, like, then you got to kind of work it all out with the face and the bronzer and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, I still wear bronzer every day because I always wear the big hat when I'm outside. Mm-hmm. Um, I was gardening the other day, and I was so hot. I wasn't supposed to be out there, so I wasn't in, like, my normal gardening gear. Okay. But I just found myself out there, and I was on a mission, and I was just, like, just severe boob sweat. Just 
it's like gotten worse as I've gotten older, like just sweatier. <laughs> like and underneath, because so, when I oh, walk just, in the morning, like this is just here. all gross, like sweat. Yeah, underneath. exactly. And people, I see like neighbors, like, and I'm like, hi, hi I'm gross. <laughs> I'm the problem. I took my shirt and rolled it up between my boobs and my bra from the bottom and then flipped it over the like, top. Like did that thing like just, in high school where you right, just so it wear would your like, shirt? <laughs> exactly, just so it would soak up the dripping sweat. And Georgia came outside and she's just like, we've been having talks about modesty lately, you know, mm-hmm. she's a little teenager now and we got to have these conversations. And Oh, I threw a pair of shorts away a few weeks ago. I was yeah. like, oh, you thought you were making cutoffs? You thought wrong. <laughs> what you made was underwear. <laughs> right. <laughs> Where are those, my shorts? I like don't all know. Those booty shorts. <laughs> but yeah, she saw me and she was like, what? What are you doing? Like I was just feeling my inner. <laughs> Seventeen-year-old rolling my shirt up into my bra, showing off my midriff, hanging out the bottom, and probably. Oh yeah. boy! Uh, <laughs> like I, I do bathing. I do bathing suit in my garden. I do garden in my bathing suit. But like we live in the middle of the woods, and I'm usually out there all by myself. But I remember being a young lady living in town, and like having friends on the city block, you know, and we'd walk back and forth and. I remember my mom telling me when I was really young, like, we don't walk down the street in our bathing suit, okay? You put something on if you're going to go run through a neighbor's sprinkler. Okay, sounds good. Great idea, mom. I swear, like, I took the kids to the library yesterday and, like, did a neck break move, like, because there was a woman, a young woman, walking down the street. Now you have to, like, I live in a, a tourist community, so we are talking, like, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people everywhere in bathing suits and on the beach and stuff but typically in town it's pretty classy you're not seeing anything inappropriate in town now you go 200 yards one way and then you're on the beach right girlfriend just walking down the road in her bathing suit but out i'm like wait you're like in front of business establishments there are mm-hmm. this it's it wasn't a, a hoochie bathing suit it was just her bikini bottom but i'm like oh my goodness is this what we're doing now we just walk down the street in our bathing suit mm-hmm. i think a no. lot of people do that not weird no yeah <laughs> yeah no we didn't we talk about this on the podcast where i was at the health food store in the by the way not near lake michigan okay <laughs> not no near. reason no reason for this to happen okay, right Lou. we were in the health food store and three young they were probably 15 or 16 mm-hmm. walking in there and they were very little covering bikini situation and of course my kids are looking at them especially my young boy and he was like huh oh what, what about that and i could tell then the girls got uncomfortable i mean he wasn't checking them out but he was really taken aback he'd sure. never seen anything like it especially in a store Right. And so he kind of looks at me. He's like, why don't they have any clothes on? <laughs> and I could tell the girls were like, oh, a little uncomfortable. I'm like, good. Because maybe right? you won't do that again. Because you're yeah, in a yeah. public place and you came in in your un- your thong underwear. Okay. Was it a thong? One of them was. Okay. So like just nipple guess... coverage. <laughs> this point. <laughs> Tassels. No. Yeah. I... <laughs> That's funny. Sorry. <laughs> I am... I, maybe I talked about this last year. I am. I wear a bikini. Okay, I'm not 
uh, I wear like I've got great cover ups. I wear the cover up all the way out onto the pier. And then when I get to my chair, I just take it off. I'm not like strutting around. Okay. I know everybody is going to do what's right for them. I am a little surprised. I guess I'm old at the lack of coverage on the bottom these days. So I remember back in the day, if you were going to wear a thong, you were in Cancun. (laughs) (laughs) Not anymore. Like you're in northern Wisconsin and I can see your full butt. Mm -hmm. Like it's, I guess that's what we do now. And I mean, we don't. (laughs) No, we. Let's make that clear. Air quotes. We. We be doing lots of things that we don't do. (laughs) So we be walking down the pier with our 11-year-old son the other day, and he looks at me, and I'm like, Mm -hmm. yeah. No, it's a genuine problem. (laughs) And then... And he's laughing. He thinks it's hysterical. It is. It looks ridiculous. Why would any woman do that? Why why are we doing that? It wasn't a good look either. Yeah. Um, let's just come out swinging this season because I have this great story of a friend at the lake, married couple, two friends of mine, okay? Mm-hmm. And a very scantily clad woman walks by in a very teeny tiny bikini. And the husband turns to the wife and says, I mean, really, like, what is she saving for her husband? Some pubic hair? <laughs> what? That's it. Yeah, that's it. And, you know, like, yeah, what what are you saving for the person who vowed to, like, give his life for you? Right. Full frontal. <laughs> We're pretty much there. Full frontal. We're 10 minutes into the podcast. <laughs> 10 minutes in. <laughs> like, I wear a skirted bottom most of the time. I don't sure. really want anyone observing my butt cheeks and I don't like I don't mean it self-righteously or anything but I just am shocked at the amount of booty on the beach I'm floored I expect it in on the islands I expect it you know I don't know South Beach or something I'm shocked and it makes sense because I don't know if you've tried on a bathing suit lately but you have to look at the close the tag very closely like at Target for example because they all say Cheeky mm-hmm. on the tag. I'm like, and it's, it's usually like this ruffled thing that goes up your butt that's never going to stay in place. Of course. I don't want cheeky. I want cheekless. I'm at the point where if I have a couple like very modest two pieces, right, where it like mm-hmm. kind of comes down, there's a few yeah. inches of stomach in between the tops mm-hmm. and the bottoms because mm-hmm. that's the most flattering for my body type, I mm-hmm. think. But I have to buy like a different size for the top. And I'm like, I don't know, at this point, an extra large on the bottom. If I'm an extra large. large, Yeah, what? (laughs) What? 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 Where does that allow people to go? And that's just to get the cheeks covered. Yeah, I definitely buy a large on the bottom. Isn't that bizarre? I've always bought large underwear. I don't want it going up my butt. I've always (laughs) bought a large bathing suit bottom. I just, I, nothing, nothing makes me as, angry and I mean like full-on just be it makes me very cranky to have an uncomfortable bathing suit like if Mm. the clasp is digging into my back or the strap is too tight on my neck I get so cranky I don't do well with an uncomfortable bathing suit at all let me tell you my trick for that because I find the crotches of bathing suits 
especially like after a day in the sun and you're sweaty mm-hmm. and it's like you got elastic going right there. I find that very uncomfortable. Also, I do find it uncomfortable to be in a bottom where you have to think about your bikini line all the time. Oh, like if you've been bushwhacked recently. If it's not, how yeah. are things going out there? How are we, are we, are we doing, sprouting out the we, sides? What are we doing? Even Because <laughs> even if you're waxing, like you got to get it long enough to get to a point where you're waxing and like there are stages of bikini. We all know this. We're talking to mostly women here. Men, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. But so my solution, I started this maybe like three years ago, is I buy a really cute top like okay. called a halter piece, all different kinds, maybe like mm-hmm. two or three different tops. And then I wear little swim shorts. They're like, li- they are like little booty shorts, but mm-hmm. it's a swimsuit bottom. So the crotch, there's not elastic in the crotch because there's like a little inch overhang. Yeah, but you don't have, I have chub rub. I could never do that. that what would is look that? Because s- that would look, I would look like such a Dorcas and it would be really offensive. Why <laughs> would, would that affect really your chub rub? What do you, why? No, it would not look good. Okay. Like, it would not look good. I do well, not look good in boy shorts. That is yeah, it's no, a boy we're short. not doing Thank that. You. That's what no. it is. I quite like it. Well, I find it much more comfortable. I bet All you look cheek adorable. In, cheeks no contained. No line exposed. Yeah, cheeks contained. Um, I've been waxing for probably twenty five years, and I there's benefits to that. You just have to do it less and less and less. It's amazing. Good for you. Just, just saying. <laughs> now, the upper lip, not so much. Because I am up to four times a week on the upper lip. I don't know. Four times a week? I'm not, I'm not kidding. It's so bad. It's so bad. I saw this meme the other day, and it said, my wife thinks that I should be grateful to her because she's not as mean as she should as she could be. You know, like, it was this husband. It was so funny. Mm-hmm. And I actually texted you this last week. I feel like sometimes as women, we do deserve some credit for how bad it could be. And we don't let it go that far because I am tweezers and concealer and a razor and a good bra away from just complete anarchy. (laughs) Just like, you know, in Les Mis, how beautiful that woman starts out and then she gets her yes. teeth pulled and her hair oh, cut off. And yeah. that that would be me. I am two front teeth oh, I'd and look, a bad haircut like away from just... Victorian prostitute, A man. Victorian prostitute. Be, be really bad. <laughs> exactly. And this is held up by a thread. <laughs> <laughs> or a, a chin hair, as it were. One chin hair. I had one like right here the other day. Mm -hmm. Like, no, you stay in your place. (laughs) Know your place. You're listening to Homemaker Chic Podcast. I'm Angela. I'm Shay. And we are rescuing the art of homemaking from the daily grind with red lips and no denim jumpers. If you're interested in preserving food, Homemaker Chic listeners go big with a Harvest Right home freeze dryer. Freeze-dried foods last for 25 years and will maintain taste, color, and flavor. The food retains nearly all of its nutritional value, and home freeze-dried foods cost a third of the store-bought version, which means that your freeze-dryer from Harvest Right will pay for itself in no time. This is the perfect season to order your freeze-dryer, get it set up, 
and have it ready for the rest of summer and autumn bounty, whether you're getting that from the gardens or the markets. You can use your freeze dryer to preserve food when it's on sale at the store, prepare whole meals for something like camping or hiking, or just make sure that none of the food that you have in your house goes to waste. Whether you're freeze drying fruits, vegetables, herbs, milk, or even eggs, Harvestrite machines are the best on the market. This will soon become an invaluable member of your preserving kitchen. So you can visit bit.ly forward slash Harvestrite Homemaker, or just click the link in the show notes or over on Instagram to shop your new home freeze dryer system from Harvestrite today. Visit AmericanBlossomLinens.com and for a limited time with a $100 purchase, receive a summer tote bag perfect for the beach and shopping. American Blossom Linens brings you our favorite American-grown cotton sheets, blankets, towels, and more. Their products are woven to last a lifetime. I have the sheets and duvet for my bed and for my children's bed and their luxurious bathroom towels for our bathroom. I love knowing that they are quality made here in America. Their family-owned mills have been making bedding since 1889, and they take great pride in their products and the history behind them. So visit AmericanBlossomLinens.com, and with a $100 purchase for a limited time this summer, receive a beautiful tote bag and use the coupon code SUMMERTOTE at checkout. (laughs) I feel like those hairs, everybody's got like a couple of unmanageable ones, just completely unruly, and it's like... If you pluck them for long enough, they will literally just mm-hmm. sprout out from another weird orifice on your body. Just It's like a it's weed like that you don't get the there. roots on. Like, it's like a strawberry, yeah. a wild strawberry. It's coming back somewhere else. Exactly. Exactly. You just slow the process. Um, right. Welcome to Homemaker Sheep Podcast. <laughs> Cheeky. Well, cheeky. Um, oh, boy. Okay, so besides gardening and getting tan, there is a lot of, of work, a lot of work that goes on in the home in the summertime. Oh, I don't yeah. know about and you ladies, but if you think this is just all like, ooh, free free and clear and beachy summer relaxation. Put on a granny dress and just like. Not up in make, make your home. <laughs> <laughs> that is not how summer goes for us here. Even Holy though we're cow. not doing school. My oven lit on fire the other day. It was so dirty. And you take pride in a clean oven. Well, the inside, not so much. Uh, But, uh, you know, you kind of like have these things that you hang on to, okay? So whether intentionally or unintentionally. I remember being a young bride and my mom saying, don't get an oven that's not self-cleaning. You have to have a self-cleaning oven. Oven cleaner's the worst. It's a pain. Blah, blah, blah. I just remember that. What That could be an inaccurate memory, but I remember my mom just giving me, like, the fear of ovens that weren't self-cleaning. Well, the Lacanche isn't self-cleaning. And so I've just been putting off and putting off and putting off cleaning the inside because it just seemed so daunting. Well, then, um, the other day, I had a daughter helping me make dinner. I left the house, and apparently all the crud on the bottom caught fire. She had to spray fire extinguisher. Now, I am responsible. I do have a fire extinguisher in the kitchen. Everybody knows where it is. So she gave it a little spray, and I thought, well, that's what you get, Ange, you loser. (laughs) 
clean your oven. So I went to the hardware store and I got oven cleaner like a grown up. I mean, how old am I? And sprayed the inside last night. It's not that bad. And cleaned my oven this morning and it's sparkling. Mm -hmm. Just just so you know, don't let that crud build up on the bottom of your oven because it will spontaneously combust. This has been mine and Stuart's whole conversation (laughs) for the last two months. It's just like, whoa, when you procrastinate, it makes things so much harder. Why can we not learn that lesson? I mean, I feel like we're getting there. We're trying really hard to nip things before they get to the point of like just exploding in the house. Yeah. But it's... It takes a lot of um, intention, you know, and a lot of like talk about, I mean, maybe this sounds like really strong words, but a lot of fighting, believing lies that you don't have time to do something. Mm -hmm. It's most of us have time to do what needs to get done. It's a matter of priority. It doesn't mean it's not stressful. I'm not saying you might not have to get up a little earlier or stay up a little later or, you know fold the laundry while you're watching Netflix if you get behind if you want to still have your Netflix night but it's uh I mean how many times could have I sprayed that stupid spray at night right before I went to bed closed the doors and spent 35 minutes the next morning wiping it down mm-hmm. come on I could have done that mm-hmm. yeah it is it's um the the mental like just capacity of mm-hmm. of dealing with it so it's just yeah. sometimes it's just easier to not. Yeah. Case yeah. And it's point. not, you, nobody can run on like this um, perfect operating level. Right. All the time. Either. Like we're all going to pr- procrastinate on some things. And I think there's a, you know, just know, like you, you'll pay for it in some way. Might not be that bad. You might catch your stove on fire. You might have a late bill, like, and just try to f- take it in stride without just totally beating yourself up about it. Mm-hmm. doesn't mean most people are doing their very best but we all do procrastinate in on certain things and we know we're doing it let's not act like we're surprised (laughs) you know let's act like no i actually put that off i've been to the hardware store 87 times in the last year i could have bought oven cleaner Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. do you find it difficult to track all those things because there are a lot of people in both of our houses And sometimes what I try to explain to my kids is like, it's not that what you're asking me or what you want to talk about is unimportant, Mm -hmm. but right, right now I'm not thinking about Sunday, like a play day after church on Sunday. I'm thinking about what is the next thing on my list. And sometimes it's all I can do to just do the next thing and do the next thing. And so Mm -hmm. I recently Mm -hmm. cleaned my office, speaking of procrastination, Mm -hmm. and I was thinking, how does one track those little just flurries of thoughts and oh yeah i need to grab oven cleaner and oh yeah i need to make sure i do pay that bill or oh and this kid needs socks and Mm -hmm. like how do you track all of that so that it doesn't just run on repeat in your mind a thousand times and just eat all your energy yeah i mean i think it's gonna i think that's each to each person whether you're you always have your phone and you just have notes open and you just voice text there's something really powerful for me about getting it out of my brain and somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So um, I do keep, I, I do have notes on my phone. 
with the little bubble so I can put the very, very, very gratifying check mark mm-hmm. once I've finished it. You mm-hmm. know, um, some people might do well to just keep a, a whiteboard in their boot room or their laundry room where they can, or like very accessible. It doesn't have to, even have to be huge where you can just scribble it down when it up. comes to mind, you know, but it, there is something for me about getting it out of the brain. And I, I know what you're saying where you're like clipping through your day and, and, for me, I'm noticing it's much, much more the older kids get because they have things. They have their they own have their lists. own things. They have yeah. their own list too. Like I have kids going to camp in a few weeks and starting new jobs and like they're coming to me three weeks before I need black pants because I start that catering job in the middle of July. I'm like, I can't, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not anywhere near a store with black pants. I can't do anything with that thought right now. I'm not right. ready for that. Like, I'm not ready for that particular thought. We will take care of it. But yeah. See, that's the thing. It's like, I'm not prepared to like think about that right now. I like, what it, do am I, where do I put that thought? Where do I put that thought? Yeah. And that, that is really interesting. The older the kids get and, and they have their own They've got mental their own. lists going on and they, they need to bring it to you because you are the one that can help them fulfill that mental oh, list. Yeah. And so, so yeah, something like notes on your phone or, or just a family notepad, a legal pad on the counter that's specifically for that or something. Yeah, yeah. So it all can get funneled in I'm one in my spot office. and then implemented into the family schedule or whatever. Right. Yeah. I'm in my office right now and this is my summer project. It needs to be painted. You can see behind me, it's just only been primed. <laughs> um, it's really bad. But speaking of like organizing these thoughts, it mm-hmm. not, I feel like without intention, what happens is everything just bleeds together. It all just, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. and then you've got to do lists on your kitchen counter that you're moving so that you can make dinner. And then it ends up in the homeschool cabinet with all the other stuff that was out. And, you yeah. know, it just gets super smeary, super fast. And I know we've talked about this a lot on the podcast before, but it is true that every, I think everything needs a place. It needs a place. And yeah. mom can't be the only one. Sorry. <laughs> I'm an old. Are we de-cheeking? You guys, I hurt my back oh. so bad yesterday. Oh. I haven't had a, like a injury in a long time and I just twisted wrong when I was lunging and oh my word um mom cannot be the only one to know where stuff goes because then mom's the only one that can put it away yep so when you talk about like kids having their own lists and their own ideas having it seems like having us I'm saying this hypothetically because I don't have this okay like (laughs) It seems like, okay, let's say you have a whiteboard in here and there's mm-hmm. a Lowe's list and a stands list and a grocery list. And if somebody's taking treats to somebody's friend's house or whatever, okay, you need to add chocolate chips to there. We need to make sure we have this. It seems like that could be helpful. <laughs> Doesn't it? Yes. Huh. Huh. How about that? Would everybody use it? I don't know, but... At least it would give you a place for your thought. Mm-hmm. You know, I keep yeah. everything in this little journal here. This goes, you can see how by how gross mm-hmm. it is for those watching the video of the podcast. It's disgusting. I do that to my, like they get like food oily. Yeah, it's disgusting. Like, yeah, that's just what like all my cookbooks look You like. use it. I'm like, yeah, well, it looks terrible. But like, this is my, 
schedule. It's mm-hmm. not my like, hey, somebody needs black pants in two and a half weeks. Do you know what I mean? It isn't. It isn't. Okay. What I, do you do it? I like what, what having do do stuff that, like then? that. I like okay. having in front of my face. Okay. See my mirror? Yes. That's my schedule. Okay. So I write like one, two, three, four, five. It goes down. I don't make like a calendar grid. And I put the kids stuff on there too. It's not like the, it's, you know, I'm sure a lot of normal people have that like in their kitchen or laundry, like somewhere mm-hmm. more central. But this is my office. I need to know what's shaken in here. And I put the children's stuff on there too. And I've found that when I do that, they have a lot more peace just knowing that I know what's coming up. Mm-hmm. I've grown kids that can drive themselves where they need to go and do what they need to do. But the fact that they know that I'm cognizant, like I'm not like, oh, yeah, I forgot you had that on Thursday, mm-hmm. you know, it's comforting. For sure. Um, and then that's where I make my little like black pants arrow, you know, to mm-hmm. the 16th. Got to have them by the 16th. And then I see. Yeah, I see. So I recently did this in my kitchen because summer food is not – it's not super casual here. It's not like, oh, just go make yourself a sandwich because mm-hmm. I don't buy sandwich bread and I don't buy lunch meat. And mm-hmm. I have my reasons for doing that. But it's just not that simple. And especially because, like, we've noticed, and I'm sure everybody listening has noticed, grocery prices are – very high. I'm not saying that's not where they should have been. I'm just saying we're adjusting, <laughs> mm-hmm. especially as the kids get older and continue to eat. And so I've had to adjust as well because I can accommodate our grocery budget so long as I'm balancing things and cooking the right things so that we have what we need. So I have a big blackboard in my kitchen and I have a mm-hmm. really sexy chalk marker. Which I love. And I write Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, breakfast, lunch, dinner. And then next to it, I have a list of sandwich bread, zucchini bread, roast beef, mm-hmm. jardinera, whatever. Like the things I need to make that week to stay on top of stuff. The kids, it brings them so much peace to be like, oh, Thursday, we're going to have frittata and yogurt. Mm-hmm. Lentil soup or whatever. They love it it's so silly but it gives them such joy and what i love about it is you're only i'm not looking at sunday i'm looking at the next meal oh i need to pull chickens because we're having these for dinner or Mm -hmm. oh i need to get that soaking because we're going to have that for breakfast or whatever again procrastination when it comes to cooking food not helpful (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) You want to talk about no. your food situation? No, I don't. I don't. It's so bad Let's right talk now. About it. I don't want to talk about No, there's something to say. Like, we don't have any. <laughs> Would you like a lentil? Would you like a split pea? One Would you split like some mayonnaise? <laughs> ah. No, I'm, I have to. Tomorrow's my shopping day. Um, I will tell you, though, I have been making your roast beef. And, like, they love me. Mm-hmm. I don't have the meat slicer yet, but I've been mm-hmm. just, like, I, I go in and like sharpen my knife up really, really good and then cut it paper thin and it's so delicious and everybody's happy to have, it feels really decadent to have yeah. like yummy red meat in the middle of the day. 
Yeah. yeah. So let me explain this technique, listeners. Okay. You, because I don't buy lunch meat because it's usually poor quality and expensive. Slimy and, and expensive. expensive. Yeah. Very and expensive. So, and gone um, in a vapor. And just gone. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Just gone. And so what I do instead is I buy a top round roast. And I slather the outside, a little olive oil, whatever herbs, like herbs de Provence is really beautiful, whatever. Salt, pepper. 425 for 20 minutes. Is that right, Ange? I'm trying to remember the well, rest of the Well, I'm not doing mine as long because I'm That's working right, on like a two pound, a okay. two pound hit. Okay. Yeah. So I do it hot for about 20 minutes and then I do it low for another 20 minutes and then I just shut, like take it out. So it's still rare in the middle, but you can temp it with an internal thermometer if you want. But it's mm-hmm. cooked, you know, all the way through just slightly pink inside, which is perfect for roast beef. Let it mm-hmm. cool. And then I have a meat slicer and I just slice it really thin. Put it in a tub. I have been going all like, I've been really proud of like the efforts, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I got mask, just masking tape and a Sharpie. But I would like write on the tubware, roast beef. Here's the date I made it. Put it in the fridge. Because again, when I say, hey, can you help me put lunch out? Sure. What do you want, mom? I want the roast beef, the tahini dip. And they're like, I know where stuff is in my cooler. And they're mm-hmm. looking at the 80 green lidded tubs and they're like, how am I supposed to know which one's the tahini dip? Right. And it's one of those like really small things that makes you feel like, okay, I thought ahead. Yeah. So like right. yesterday for lunch, we got cucumbers and carrots from the garden, brought out the prepared tahini dip, brought out the last of the roast beef for the week. Mm-hmm. We made some homemade crackers. Crackers are another very expensive item that is really simple to make at home. Oh yeah, so for sure, I um, I'm gonna put in a coffee request here. <laughs> I just I Help. just yawned, and we know how you feel about it when I start yawning. I'm, not, I'm so bored with this conversation. <laughs> I'm not bored. I'm I was just yawning. <laughs> I do you ever I listen to Nate Land? I'm tired. Yeah. Okay. Nate Bargatze, so funny. Mm-hmm. Dusty Slay, so funny. Like I love those guys. They're hilarious. So they did one recently on names and Brian is sharing all these, the history of names and how we get our last names and what they mean. And Nate just breaks in after a few minutes and was like, I'm checked out. <laughs> I'm not listening no, anymore. I'm checked out. Like, I'm making my grocery like, I don't list. really care what we're talking about anymore. It's <laughs> funny. It's the worst feeling when you're like, I wish... I wish you could know the last seven minutes didn't really matter to me. Yeah. <laughs> like when you're talking to someone. Oh my gosh. Oh, I was going to say something about food before before you said that. Food Rats. is important. You know what else I did? Because you guys know how I feel about seed oils. I do not think we should be eating them. Even sunflower oil, mm. even safflower oil, which are in quite literally what a colossal. Oh, I was going to tell you about product. crackers. Okay, okay, let's so get to that in a second. Come, back, come okay. back, crackers, yeah. So you can buy Siete chips. You can buy the lard chips, but they're expensive. And when you have six kids, again, or I don't have six kids, but. I do. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. When you've got all yeah. these kids, um, they'll they'll eat two bags of chips with their sandwiches for lunch. Like like, it's just disposal. mindless. It's just mindless, mindless. and mindless. really mm-hmm. doesn't give them any nutrition. So I got so fed up with this the other day and I was like, look, I'm not going to go do a $600 Costco order for like snack food that gives you really no nutrition. Okay. Yeah. I'll go buy $600 worth of meat. Um, So I popped up a ton of popcorn, Uh butter, good salt, good butter, good salt, put it in little baggies like Betty Crocker, man. 
threw them into a big basket. And I was like, you want a little salty, munchy snack? Go get a bag Bam. of popcorn. And you know what? They were perfectly content. Perfectly oh, yeah. fine. There is something I there's something like, OK, so I've, I'm beach mom, right? For this. I'm, oh, poor thing. Did you break down and oh, take no, an Advil or no, oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> murder? Um, <laughs> there's uh, uh, yeah, I'm beach mom, right? OK, so get my work done, try really hard and then go to the beach with the kids. And I feel like so cool bringing food to the beach. <laughs> Because the kids are like, you're awesome. You thought of everything. Yes, I did. <laughs> and I had like a leftover baguette the other day and I had some of that roast beef left. So I made like these tiny, tiny little bite-sized sandwiches. And then I have those little brown sandwich bags from Azur. Yeah. Everybody had their own little baggie. Yep. And then I made quesadillas and I chopped them into quarters and put those in and brought salsa. Um, and it's like... The minute they come out of the water and you see them coming towards you and you know what they're going to say, would you like a snack? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I thought of it. No, seriously. you know they're hungry. If you can make it fun for you and like pleasurable Mm -hmm. to you. Right. Right. Like, hold on, sneeze. (coughs) Okay. Oh, that hurts my back. (laughs) Oh. Um, Yes. So like I found myself getting angrier and angrier. Like, can I have a snack? Can I have a snack? Can I have a snack? And I'm like, okay. Mm -hmm. I gotta like I gotta figure this out. I gotta get ahead of you. You gotta, gotta get ahead of I gotta them. get ahead of you. Yeah. And then when yep. you find a way to do that, like I get a little mom high, a little homemade right. high. That, that's when I'm how like, I feel from the, yes, the I know what's food. for dinner. A mom I high. Pulled the meat out. I made the bread. What? It's in the baggie. Like, let's go. <laughs> nobody, nobody cares but me. <laughs> but that's just, that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Right. Like if it keeps you going. <laughs> Absolutely, which is, I swear, 90% of the battle is like the internal if it keeps, because you know, you're long haul here, people, we got a lot uh-huh. more years. If it keeps you going. That's true yeah. for, I think, homemaking, even if you're not raising kids. Oh, yeah. You got you to gotta get ahead of it. Because it and can you, be like, really, another load of laundry? Or like, ooh, I just got a new linen spray. La, yeah. La. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's why Stu laughs at me when I, I like have quite the tablecloth collection i'm like look if it makes me happy to put right. dinner on the table again yeah. and again and again and again like forever for the next twenty thousand meals mm-hmm. it was worth it <laughs> right it was totally worth it and you know sometimes like um a lot of times in the summer we're doing all kinds of fun stuff and you're going to see live music and you're going to the beach or the lake or whatever. You're going to barbecues. Mm-hmm. It's just a fun time. And a lot of times that means that that money that we normally spend on stuff, go, it goes to fun mm-hmm. stuff. And that's fine. Great. So I was feeling this way the other day where I was like, I need this. Is, it's not it doesn't sound good to put it in like druggy context, but like I need a fix. I need a little oh, homemaking I, fix. Okay. I do. That's that is how I articulate it. Like on Friday mornings when I go to the resale shops, I'm like, I just need a little fix. I just need a little something. Yeah. To propel me for the next little bit. And different. It's like a current. It's it like is a, a current. It's a current. You just need a little. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And the budget was zero. <laughs> zero. <laughs> is that how you say it in Italian? <laughs> The French so, is rien, it's nothing. <laughs> I, I know this is going to shock you, longtime listeners. I rearranged furniture. I rearranged my furniture. No, I know. Surprising. I just pulled everything out, and for one, I'm like, 
this is a good reminder of why you do this because I found a garbage bag of oddities, shall we say, <laughs> under couch exhibit cushions. A. Under Rosemary <laughs> calls it exhibit A, exhibit B. Exactly. There were many exhibits. Well, so dehydrated oranges, exactly. not the good kind. Exactly. <laughs> um, and so it felt really good to me to pull everything back, vacuum, mm-hmm. mop, and just put it back in a little bit of a different way. And I loved it. And it was all my stuff that I already have. I don't, mm-hmm. you know, it's not bringing in more stuff. But like every time I walked into that room, especially that first week, I was like, oh, yeah, that looks good. That looks good. So it was quite fun. Just in case you need a little, a little something, something, a little something. Um, I took our schoolroom and we put up our like um, pool. You know, we have like one of those. It's not Intex, but like one of those Intex pools. Mm-hmm. And it's right outside the door from the schoolroom. Well, the schoolroom is just like a joke. It looks cute. It's really fun to say you have a schoolroom. We don't use it. Everybody ends up at the dining room table. Um. So I revamped it for the summer and made it the pool room. <laughs> and I had like some faux trees in the living room that I brought in, put a blue and white checkered tablecloth down, a bowl of citrus, an oil painting that Joel had scored me at. I think it's my, what t- what day are people listening? Uh, Monday. It's my recent YouTube video. It's the last YouTube video. Um, so a big oil painting of a sailboat at sunset, which is like totally apropos for where we live. And I just stuck nails in the wall for the beach towels. I'm like, I'm not going to buy hooks. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to drive an hour and a half yeah. to Hobby Lobby. And nope. So, yeah. Every time I walk by, I'm like, hey. Do you know what, though? Don't you find, I find it gives me more of a hit when I am resourceful. Oh, yeah. It's fun. When I'm it's like, fun. I took a, a desk mm-hmm. that nobody, like we have one of those like up down desks. Mm-hmm. We have a couple of them and one is broken. So it doesn't, it doesn't raise anymore. I'm like, okay, you're getting a, a vintage tablecloth and a water. I got the big ball jar on legs mm-hmm. with the tap, you know, and then people don't have to come all the way in for mm-hmm. water. Stack of paper plates. Yep. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to cue the wine music here because All right. one of the other pieces that I moved around, I really decided that instead of my little harvest table in my kitchen, that I wanted to have a little cabinet. And again, the budget was zero. And so I'm looking around and I'm like, I, I have furniture. Like there has to be a piece that I can rob, that I can, you know, I can manipulate, move things around. Yeah. So I ended up robbing myself of my wine cabinet and I moved the wine cabinet into the kitchen because it had shelves and drawers and a little cabinet Is that your door. ice box? No, different one. <laughs> I love your ice box. Yeah, that has my espresso machine. That. I brought my espresso machine back from the shop, but I'm getting it all set up as a whole coffee station in my dining okay. room. Okay, cool. Um okay. but I had a I had another furniture piece that was being that was not being used and so I put that where my old wine cabinet was got it all stocked with all my liquors and all my dry farm bottles and all my wine glasses on top and i shared last season how i got family pictures just fun ones that were personal Mm -hmm. photos for me i got Mm -hmm. them printed um a few weeks ago and so i like stuck them all over the mirror behind the wine cabinet so you've got it's just really fun and I was really proud at the end of it because the wine had a safe place to be and it looked really beautiful um so I have a wine 
that I want to share with you. You guys know this part of the podcast. It's where we encourage you to pour a glass with us. Enjoy the rest of our conversation. So the only wine that I have been drinking for the last, gosh, three, four, maybe more, five years (laughs) um, is Dry Farm Wines. The reason for that is that we work really, really hard to keep toxins out of our body and to then be like, oh, we did it all day. Let's celebrate with a glass of really (laughs) toxic champagne. Um, Mm -hmm. Seems a silly thing to do. So we drink less so that we can stay in our grocery budget, but we drink better Um, and we drink dry farm wines. So these are wines sourced from all around the world, from really beautiful, small little vineyards. Most of them are family owned. Most of them are generational with really strict standards of growing the grapes, not spraying the grapes, not adding any sugars, colorants, Mm -hmm. additives, thickeners, artificial flavorings, which are all things that can be added to wine. And you know that because Dry Farm is now printing their bottles with a nutrition label and an ingredient list, which for (sighs) unknown reasons, (laughs) so silly to me. Um, and they did that so that you can see it, the, the ingredients are organic grapes and we're super grateful that's, for it. That's it. That's uh, it. For, if you're, if you're brand new to the show, what we want you to know is dry farm is an importer and they're bringing in wines from all around the world, Australia, France, Spain, Italy, South Africa, uh, working with very, very small family farms that just sometimes these grapes are just on 14 hectares. It's really, really small and they're committed to this biodynamic way of farming so this is different than just going to the grocery store and finding an organic bottle of wine and when we say dry farm wines that is not the label they are doing the work for us right finding these farms and and so it's going to say chateau whatever or farm whatever on the wine it's going to have the family name on it brought to you by dry farm right so you can visit dryfarmwines.com forward slash forward slash Homemaker chic. (laughs) And that is where you can try dry farm wines. You can do a bubbly box, a box of reds, a box of whites. You can do rosés. Sometimes they feature orange wines. They put together really wonderful collections. And when you use that link, make sure you use it because you get an extra bottle in your first order. So super important to remember. Um, We had... A really delicious meal last night. I had spatchcocked some chickens mm-hmm. and did a homemade roasted potato salad. And it was really beautiful. And we sat outside and enjoyed it. And we opened this bottle. So you can see what Angela's talking about. There's no dry farm label on the front. On the back, it just sh- shares the basic information about where the wine comes from. So this is Dolcetto di Diano d'Alba. And this is from the Piedmont region of Italy which is way up north, almost by Provence. Mm -hmm. And it actually means like a sweet, like sweet little thing Hmm. in that region. And it is, it's a really beautiful, like sweet and spicy wine. Very mellow, very enjoyable, very drinkable. So I'm not going to say it's thin. Angela likes her big, bad Bordeaux. We all know. Mm -hmm. This is not in any way... Oh, what's the right word? I like, um, I'm totally spacing on what that word. It's not a compromise. So, but it's a really great beginner red wine. 
It's a you good know what one. I'm saying? I had, in, I had that one in my box last yeah. month. It's really good. It's really good. I'm an experienced red wine drinker, shall we say? It's, this is not a compromise for me, but if you're not sure, if you like red wines, then Dolcetto would be a really good varietal for you to explore because cool. it is really sweet and really wonderful. So dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic. When you say sweet, you don't mean like sugary sweet. No, 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 no. Oh, I was going to say, like you mean like it's just a sweet little wine. Soft fruity. Yeah, soft. I was going to say, maybe mellow. don't say sweet. Okay. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's a precious little I'm red. Precious. Precious okay. and spicy. <laughs> Good point, though. Good point. Um, what else have you been up to? Oh, here's something fun. Okay. We got a puppy. Oh, that's right. We got a puppy, you guys, because... Let me tell you my thought process on this. <laughs> she was having a really bad day, and all of a sudden she texted me and goes, I got a puppy. You know, there was more thought put into it. Sue I'm and like, I have well, been. That was fast. I had no idea. You hadn't been talking about it at all. You just like all these lamentations coming through my phone, and then got a puppy. Which, by the way, she did not respond to, so this is actually her fault. <laughs> Stu and I have been talking about getting a puppy for a few months, actually, but we hadn't quite found the right one, and we had a certain price point that we were wanting to stay at, and like, should we just adopt one? But adopting dogs is really hard when you have three cats, four kids, um, a dog, and farm animals, like loose stuff. You have to like mm-hmm. be really careful about what dogs you bring onto your property because they sure. eat things. Some dogs yeah. eat things. And like the only thing worse than not adopting a dog would be adopting one and then having to take it back and be like, it ate my cat <laughs> or it attacked my child or whatever. Right. Anyway, yeah. so we had kind of determined that, no, we need to get a puppy so that we can – we also don't have a fence so that we can train it to stay in the grounds and to interact with everything else here. Anyway, we just hadn't quite found the right one. And then – one came up and I had the opportunity to get it. And I just thought, you know what? I know I'm not naive. And I think that's what's so interesting about being in your 30s. For some people. You're not naive to things anymore. I'm not like, I don't just have blind ambition and energy anymore. Like I had in my 20s where I was like, let's just do it. Like I've told Stu, if something happens and we lose this property, I don't think I could do it again, starting from scratch and like, building the whole thing up again. Do you know what I mean? No way. Okay. Because when we bought this property, I was like, got it. <laughs> like, let's yeah. go. And now I'm like, I don't think I could do that again. No. I wouldn't want to do it again. I wouldn't want to do it again. No. And so. I, I don't need to just keep doing Exactly. That. <laughs> exactly. And so it's like, yeah. I have those experiences. I've had puppies before. I've had dogs before. I've had cows and sheep and pigs and geese and chickens and ducks and babies like i know that when you get a puppy let's say there's hair there's poop there's whining in the middle of the night like there's the training aspect of it i know that but i had this talk with myself and i just thought but you're not dead yet (laughs) like if 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 the parameters for, like, we wanted a puppy, we have the capacity mm-hmm. to care for a puppy, we wanted mm-hmm. to bring, our other dog is getting older, so we wanted to, like, have one that was well-trained by the time that one passes. Like, we had these parameters for why we were making this decision. But I just thought, how often do we hold 
decisions to, oh, that's going to be hard. That's going to be work. <laughs> it's like, okay, but is that, is that the measuring tape that we're using? No. Does that I make don't. sense? I don't. I, I. What do you mean you don't? Everything's, I don't hold that. Everything's work. Everything's work. I don't, it doesn't, that I, that does never go into my mind. Right. Like, or I mean, it, it does, but I'm like, yeah, but, but what about it? What like, about or, it? That's going to be hard. Well, yeah, duh. What isn't hard? Mm-hmm. What doesn't take effort? And if you don't put that effort into stuff, then you don't have those experiences. Exactly. And you I, don't have I, them. I like experiences. So. Right. The payoff is worth it for me. The payoff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And so I just like, I just think it's interesting because. When you're middle-aged, which I don't know what age you can, you're considered middle-aged at, but like, you're not blind mm-hmm. to the world, right? You're not oblivious. Mm-hmm. You're not endlessly energetic. But you're also like, you're not dead yet. Like, there is still yeah. stuff to do. And like, still right. stuff that you can learn and still stuff that you can change and still stuff that you can explore and it just made me think like do people go into middle age thinking oh yeah i'm gonna get a great job and it'll have a great paycheck and then i'll just be able to take the whole weekends off and just go on the boat all weekend and just like have house cleaners come and just like have the landscapers come and like not have to do anything not have to do the hard stuff probably I mean, I think thinking that's out loud pretty... here. I know that surprises everybody, but I mean, I, that's a, that's a lot of people's reward, though, for doing the hard work up front. Sure. That is their reward. I mean, that is what they're, you know, and that's. And that's I mean, good I think too. it's kind Rewards of rewards are good. Yeah. It's it's another version of doing the work and then enjoying the payoff, you know. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Whether it's that hellacious weekend of painting your bedroom and then you have a painted bedroom for the next decade, you know, or right. it's three decades of working really hard so you can for- afford a boat and go chill on the weekends. Every, you know, right. so it's a, That's another too. another version of do, putting putting the work in up front and then having some pleasure come from that. Right. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, not everyone finds pleasure from dogs, so it makes sense that they're like, why would you do that? Why would you want to put that work in for a dog? And I get that, mm-hmm. too. It is not everybody's things. Just like gardening isn't everybody's thing. Right. The amount of work is so severe. But I'll tell you, like, I came this morning from the garden. I came in after milking, and I had two gallons of fresh milk, and I had clipped some basil and some sage on the mm-hmm. way and I had bouquets in my arms of basil and sage and I just thought I am a rich bee Whoa. look at me <laughs> look at my sage I love big armfuls of I sage yeah right I just I felt so rich with my milk bucket and mm-hmm. my and my herbs and like that's why you do the work for mm-hmm. me that's why I do the work like those moments yeah I think everybody has Everybody's so different with that. So you have all sorts of like I'm always like, let's do all the things. Let's do all the work. Joel is not that way. Oh, that sounds hard. That'll be hard. That'll be a pain. I'm like, who cares? Yeah. I've birthed six babies. Like, just do it. You know, I just I just 
I'm just all about like let's just plow through but everybody's different you know because you have those people who are like you say something like oh we we want to get a pool oh pools are so much work (laughs) or you're like shut up the pool people (laughs) or like you can only use it for two months out of the year (laughs) yeah like I want a boat I really do want a boat oh the best day of having a boat is the day you get it and the day you sell it I'm like shut up (laughs) like I can't stand and that. Angela kinda. gets in their face and she's like, you don't know me. <laughs> you don't know anything about me. Yeah, right. I'm going to be on that boat. Uh, yeah. So, uh, I mean, mm-hmm. it is. Everybody's got their, I would never go play golf all Saturday, mm-hmm. you know, but some people want to go and they want to learn how to do it and spend the money on the clubs and pay for the membership. They want to go through all that and then they got their hobby. Right. No, thanks. Right. I ain't getting no dog either, so. I think it's neat. I don't (laughs) Actually, I I should to keep the stupid deer away, but. Yeah, Yeah, you should. Um, But do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. I think it's really neat when you see people, whatever it is, actually intentionally choose like an anti-convenience thing. I love it. Something that's hard. Like when I see people take up weightlifting. I only mm-hmm. took it up, what, three years ago? Two years ago? Two and a half? Yeah. I don't know. Two? Yeah. I wish I would have picked it up 20 years ago. It kills me. But when I see people get started, it makes me so happy. I don't say, oh, you got mm-hmm. a long way to go. <laughs> okay. It's like when you're pregnant and people are Just like, wait oh, see till what you, one. Just wait see till what you're three. in. For. When some kids, some, <laughs> you know, when you were like a first time parent and you're like holding your beautiful newborn yeah. and their little monsters having a tantrum, looks like spawn of Satan on the floor. And they're like, see what you're in for? Yeah. Like, Just wait. I can't okay. stand that kind of attitude. I can't stand it. <laughs> um, I do feel like what you're feeling though. When you see somebody and they're like, hey, I'm going to do whatever. Yep. Yeah. Do it. Do it. My cousin called me a few months ago and she, Darla, she's like, should I take, she goes, I don't, I can't think of anybody else I should ask this. Should I learn Italian? Yeah. I said, heck yeah, you should learn Italian. Get in there. It's going to be horrible. It's going to hard, be hard. You're going to feel like a moron. Yeah. Yes, you should do it. Yeah. She's like, I knew you were the person to ask. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes, Darla. And then call me, please. You can help right. me. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I was saying something in Italian yesterday around Stuart. And he goes, you know, none of us know Italian. So we don't actually know if you're saying anything. Like, you could just be saying any Italian words you know with right. confidence. And we'd be like, oh, look at her go. Wow. Isn't she Sounds fabulous? Isn't she amazing? Um, <laughs> I wrote a Substack article on this last week about milking. Because right now we're getting up at 445 to milk. Because the flies and the heat get really bad. And Cece is just, Mm -hmm. she's calmer and milking is more enjoyable before the sun comes up. As soon as that sun comes up over the hills here, the flies get really bad and it gets really hot really quick. And Mm -hmm. so when we go out at 445, it's peaceful. And I'll tell you every single day at 445, I don't want to go. I'm like, oh, I just want to sleep. Can you just milk alone today? I just, would she be Mm -hmm. okay if we didn't, you know? And Every day when I get out there, I'm so glad I get out there. Like there is that moment when you're up in the cow and you're just milking and it's hitting the bucket and you're like, yeah, this is why we're doing this. And Mm -hmm. I was talking in this Substack post about just like an intentional anti-convenience thing. Now, I've never penciled Mm -hmm. out how much it costs me per gallon 
with hay costs and grain costs and time because I don't want to know. And that's what I was arguing was like, look, pragmatically, this might not make sense. Mm -hmm. But I'll tell you one thing and that this, just this one thing, just having a dairy cow makes me a better person because it makes me a sturdier person because Mm -hmm. you are out there in the sun and you're out there on good days and on bad days and on hot days. I had a terrible milking session last week where Stu was gone. I was doing it by myself. She put her foot in the bucket three times. She was just being, I think she was cycling because she was just being a big fat jerk. And I Mm -hmm. was just so mad at her. And I came inside and I was like, I got to go out there again tomorrow. Like, I don't care if I ever see that cow again right now. I was so mad at her. Right, right. Um, She was intentionally malicious. But it makes me a better person. Mm Mm-hmm. And I love when I see people make choices like that, whatever it is. Well, yeah. Well, and I think, like, without sounding too whatever, I think it's, I think it's pretty necessary for being a decent person because our lives are so freaking easy. Yeah. Like, whether you're training for a sport or getting up early to milk a cow, like, just adding some element of something tough to your life suffering is really good for you because... It's a pretty cushy world, you yeah. know? Yeah. It's pretty cushy. Oh, man. You know, I shared like, last time about how we were making our kids get up early to come to the garden with us. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stu got back from a trip, so we skipped that morning. We enjoyed our coffee together. Anyway, the kids don't normally go to the garden on Fridays. Well, we made them go to the garden on Friday because we'd skip Tuesday. Mm-hmm. The gnashing of teeth was unbelievable. If you ever think my kids are too precious... Y'all should have been in my kitchen that morning because you would have been like, who is she raising? Who are these people? One of them actually said to me, I was doing the math. I'm like, I'm asking for four hours of your time each week. Mm -hmm. Four hours of your time. And and they had the audacity to say to me, you are overworking us. I was like, am I? And we went to Google. We did. And we pulled up some pictures of what actually being overworked looks like. And I say, you think you have it bad? Yeah. You don't know the slightest. And right. Would you like to walk down to the river with a bucket and bring it home on your head yeah. for your family so yeah. we can boil it yeah. and hopefully not die of malaria? Yeah. <laughs> and I yeah. feel like really that's the conversation God's having with me most of the time. Right. You think you have it bad? <laughs> it's, was today hard for you when your cow put her foot in the bucket? Yeah. Do you want to know what it really is? <laughs> What's really bad? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, the solution I have found to whining for myself and for my kids, it is labor. Mm-hmm. My mom's dad used to make her pick the seeds out of a watermelon. This was before seedless watermelon, you young chaps. <laughs> okay. Like, just because it was like, just you're being a jerk tedious. and you need to just, my mom would make me pick up rocks. Go pick mm. up a bucket of rocks. Like, you're being a jerk. You need to reset. And labor yeah. is usually the answer. Right. Or or a physical exertion of some kind. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's not so bad. You're listening to Homemaker Chic Podcast. I'm Angela. I'm Shay, and we are rescuing the art of homemaking from the daily grind with red lips 
and no denim jumpers. Homemaker Chic listeners, have you made your 2024 travel plans yet? Why not join me, Angela, in Paris for five nights and six days in either April or October of next year for the elegant ladies trip of a lifetime. I'll be taking you to my favorite restaurants, patisseries, three different Parisian flea markets, a glamorous riverboat cruise, of course, the must-have photo shoot in front of the Eiffel Tower and more. So grab your mom, your sister, your best friend, or come by yourself and make new friends. Visit parisianfarmgirl.com forward slash Paris with Angela to reserve your place. Spots are very limited with only eight guests. Let me show you around my most favorite city on earth. Visit parisianfarmgirl.com forward slash Paris with Angela or simply click that red circle marked Paris over on our Instagram profile. Hey friends, Shay here. If the food coming out of your kitchen is a little lackluster and if you've been feeling like you need some instruction, direction, or inspiration in the kitchen, I wanna personally invite you right now to join the Elliott Homestead cooking community. Visit cook.theelliothomestead.com to get started. Here's the thing, we have to cook multiple times a day, whether it's for us or for a household, we have to be economical, smart, and intentional with what we put on our tables. Since 2018, I've encouraged women in their kitchens with new whole food recipes and instructional cooking videos. Basically, I'm here to help you see that the food that we enjoy matters, and I'm here to help you actually cook it. So here's how it works. As a cooking community member, you'll get five farm fresh recipes each month created from my kitchen and delivered straight to you. You'll also get an instructional video to go along with each recipe so that you can learn new skills and begin to enjoy new dishes and flavors. On top of that, we meet once a month for a live Q&A where you can ask questions of me or other home cooks live in community and be inspired to kind of keep going on that good work in your kitchen. Lastly, our online community is thriving and there's loads of conversation and sharing going on there all the time. So you can participate there as much or as little as you'd like for further direction and inspiration. Each month, you'll get to enjoy the bountiful recipes that you'll find in your mailbox or inbox. Visit cook.theelliothomestead.com right now. Choose the membership that works best for you. And let's get cooking. Um, We also, something else. I can't remember if we talked about this. Maybe we did last season, but we also put three of our kids in jujitsu. You did. They are tearing it up. And I'll tell you, like, it does help with the sturdiness factor <laughs> when there's somebody. I didn't know it was three. I thought it was just the boys. It's three now. Yeah. Uh, wow. Who could <laughs> choke you out? <laughs> you know? There's mm-hmm. always somebody who's bigger than you and better than you and stronger than you. And like the yeah. discipline of like, hey, you're going to suck Monday and Wednesday and then next Monday and next Wednesday and then the next Monday and the next Wednesday. And then maybe you're going to remember that one thing you t- you were taught. You Maybe you'll be a little bit better for this Monday mm-hmm. and Wednesday and Monday and Wednesday. You know what I mean? It's like this long yeah. suffering, tediness yeah. aspect of it. And I love that. Yeah. Yeah, there's something about sucking. <laughs> Learning a language. Sometimes during, sometimes during my French lessons, I'm like, yeah. I just want to tell him in English, I am not a moron. I promise. Mm-hmm. I'm not a ditz. I'm not a moron. Like, sometimes he'll say something to me and I'll just look at him. Last week he goes, Angela. I'm like, oh. I'm just trying to like, you've seen the, that show The Queen's Gambit on Netflix. Mm-hmm. So you know when she's like working out the moves on the ceiling? Mm-hmm. 
That's what I feel like in French sometimes. Sometimes mm-hmm. he'll say a sentence to me and I'm like, let me unpack that. <laughs> Hold on. Noun, article. Like, <laughs> let me, ch- I just need to visualize what you just said because it's so fast. Mm-hmm. And and it's actually what the bugger is. Like anytime it happens, it is embarrassing because it's something really basic. He's just asking me a question or like I, and I kind of know, but I get a little insecure. I'm like, okay, I think that's what you're asking me. You know, like, <laughs> and it's my fault because I come in swinging with all these like anecdotes. I do like a lot of the stuff we talk about on the podcast, like family, like funny things that have happened or whatever. I try to then like have a conversation about that in French. It's just brutal, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, That's I end not up translate. <laughs> well, it's just like it's really hard to anecdotes, especially familial, like stuff with children and, you know. I'll come down to the kitchen and the kids will be like, how's your French lesson? I'm like, it was really bad. It's like mm-hmm. a dumpster fire. I feel dumb. I'm humbled. Like, and how can that be at the same time where I can like kind of have a conversation in French, but apparently mm-hmm. not for the last 29 minutes. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's that fatigue point too, where you're just like, it's like your brain, it's almost like it overheats. Yes, it's like yeah. when kid, well, too many kids are asking sometimes. you questions and you're like, yeah, I'll I'll just be clipping along and we'll and then he'll say something and I'm just like, what? Just like, oh my gosh, every brain cramp. Yeah, and there's so many ways to get to that point where you're just like, I'm learning. I'm gonna suck. I'm gonna be humbled. I'm gonna be embarrassed. I'm gonna be long suffering with something. I saw this great little silly cartoon was on Facebook the other day, and it was two ladders. And there's a guy climbing each ladder. And on one ladder, the rungs were, were numbered like 10, 20, 30, 40. And so they're spaced apart pretty mm-hmm. significantly. On the other ladder, it just is the rungs are labeled or numbered one, two, three, four, five. So the rungs mm-hmm. are a lot closer together. The ladders are the same size, and they both go to 100. Following? Okay. Same amount of steps? No. Same amount of rungs or no? Because one one has 10. One only has a rung every 10 numbers. Okay. And one has a rung every number. And it was just showing, like, the guy um, on the first ladder, so he's reaching from 0 to 10. And it's mm-hmm. hard. It's like way up there. There's not anything to put his feet on. He can't quite reach it. Okay. Right? The guy on the right. other ladder, he's just taking baby steps. He's just, he has to take mm-hmm. a lot more steps. But he's just like one, two, three, four, five. You know, he's not having to work as hard to get mm-hmm. from one to the other. And it was it was meant to visualize progress. Hmm. Meaning you can't reach from zero to 10. You can't go, for your example, you can't go from speaking no French to speaking Mm -hmm. 10% French. (laughs) It's not going to happen. You will never Mm -hmm. reach that rung by just going from zero to 10. But you can Mm -hmm. go from zero to one. Okay, I'm going to learn how to say hello, goodbye, how are you, days of the week. Now I'm going to go from one to two. I'm going to learn to introduce myself. Three to four. You know, you get my gist. That is so applicable to language to laundry to gardening to cooking to Mm -hmm. 
reading to what cleaning whatever like if you expect to go from 0 to 10 to 20 to 30 it's too big of a stretch yeah and so with all these things in my homemaking i think we were messaging about this the other day i said lest you think i'm all like posh with my cool like written out menu in my kitchen i'm just mm -hmm. trying to do one thing a day Mm -hmm. because I don't have 18 hours to devote to bread baking and zucchini making and yogurt making and mozzarella making and lentil soak. Like, I can't do that all in one day, but I can do one thing a day. Right. Which gets me seven things done at the end of the week. So mm -hmm. that's something. Mm -hmm. Well, and that's just sort of back to, like, this, this constant need to repel the idea of attaining perfection. That, like... If you just, you know, listen to this show or read a couple books on homemaking and implement a few strategies, then your house will run in order. And if you just do whatever, then you will have the perfect body. And if you just do whatever, then like your kids will be well behaved all the time. Like that's just not how it works. Mm -hmm. You know, there's. But we, because of like kind of sort of, I think our image-based society, we we think that there's going to be this final level of attainment, and you got to buy the right planner, the right pad exactly of that kind of that kind of idea, <laughs> right. you know. And I think it's more about creating peace and enjoyment along the way. That's what those things. That's what happens when you implement something mm -hmm. or put a new menu in your kitchen right. or whatever. You know, you you. You put out that procrastination fire or you, you know, create a little bit more order, but it's not for like this final, I think just, maybe it's just me. I just think it's really important just to like dispel that idea that you're finally going to attain whatever. And everybody knows that. Everybody does all their laundry and then turns around and finds another pile. Everybody cleans their house and then their kid spills something all over the kitchen floor. It's like that just accepting the cycle of running a house. Mm -hmm. What can you do to make it easier? You can implement strategies and come up with new ideas and put off procrastination, but it's it's not it's not to create this ideal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, we should explore that this season, the various areas and what that looks like because we do still need systems. Mm -hmm. And we need organization. And just because we're never going to arrive and we're never going to have it all done at the same time doesn't mean that we can't improve and that we can't get better and that we can sure. um, make our homes more peaceful, more beautiful, more enjoyable, more full of life in all the good ways. Because I think that's ultimately what we're striving for. Mm -hmm. And whether that's, you know, drinking good wine or <laughs> making a menu or just making sure you're embedded at a nice time so that you can get a decent sleep. Like there yeah. are changes that we can make. Well, and it's like, it's that same idea of doing the, yeah. the work up front. So yeah. you have enjoyment. So you have enjoyment. So this is a summer of, we're going to, we're calling it a Patreon summer and a Q and a summer. So blow up our DMS. We didn't really do that this time. Cause we just needed to get back in the groove yes. and have a good old chit chat. But but we Message need questions us over on Instagram. Yes. We've got a lot of them so far. We're going to start in on those next week. So message us your questions 
And we're going to spend the summer answering them. Thanks to Toops & Co. for sponsoring the show. To American Blossom Linens, they're with us again this month, this summer, for a limited time. Visit their website. Spend $100 on some new towels, some new pillowcases, some new sheets. They're going to send you a beautiful canvas bag. You can use it for the beach. You can use it at the grocery store. Uh, so a fun little treat from American Blossom Linens. And you can find their link over on Instagram as well. Those red circles, those are our advertisers. They'll take you right to their website. Yes. Lovely ladies, I'm so glad to be back with you. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm so glad to be back with you. So we'll see you here next Monday. All right. All right. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>